0: In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are The Jameson Tapes.
1: An intro, right. Uh, That's what we do.
0: Normally, we Mm. just kind of shoot the shit, but I don't know what to talk about (laughs) because the movie happened. Not at all what I was expecting. No, I I guess we'll get into this, but this is one of those moments where someone hypes something up and then you consume said hyped media and you feel like a crazy person because you're like, I don't get it. Yeah.
1: I was expecting this to be a lot more fun than it ended up being.
0: Yeah. And I can't tell if it's a problem. He still listen
1: to the show, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's definitely everyone. worth discussion, but like this is just going to be a lot of us going, why though?
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Jameson Tapes. Welcome uh, back. I am Alan. During the film, I had a double, uh, before the film, actually, I had a double Long Island iced tea. Ooh. I'm currently drinking from a local brewery, Walnut River Brewing, from, and out of El Dorado, Kansas, their Irish Red, which is called Warbeard.
0: Oh, that sounds delicious.
1: It is one of the best Irish Reds I've ever had. I'm a big fan of Irish Reds. And this is this is quite good. I am on my
0: fifth. <laughs> I am drinking Glen Fodry. Fodry? My Gaelic is not good. This was gifted to me. This is This is a scotch I have not had before, but it's really good 12 years which is kind of like the end of like aging for me of you age scotch more than this and you kind of just like it's just oh look how old it is and like the flavor is not necessarily better but this is delicious it's really good
1: I accidentally themed this because the, <laughs> the the long island iced tea is a very very 80s cocktail i think it's one of the most impressive feats of chemistry of the past
0: 100 years can i tell my story about the first time i had one Go for it. So this was the first year of college, and I studied abroad. So the drinking age was eighteen. So the first year, and even the school recognized this just said, "Just go, go, be an idiot and drink, and find out your <laughs> limits, and then come back and focus on studying and shit." <laughs> the official school policy is turned down for what? <laughs> <laughs> like they literally, you could basically just about fail and still proceed to your second year, and then you actually had to like pay attention and shit but like they just knew that whatever <laughs> dude like just just do it get out of your, get out of your system essentially <laughs> and so my friends and i were like let's uh, long island iced teas that's like five types of alcohol holy shit let's do that so uh, we got everything together and misread the instructions and accidentally did double the amount of liquor you should put in i drank one and went that's fucking awesome i'm gonna have another and then i did that then I stood up and went, I'm hungry. And there was a subway <laughs> a couple blocks away. So I walked over, got a foot-long sub, came back, started eating it, and I like I just sat down in bed, and then I passed out with the sandwich still in hand. <laughs> There's a picture somewhere out there of me fully clothed in bed with like one bite of a subway sandwich <laughs> just passed out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
1: That is uh, one
0: of the last times I ever had a Long honest tea. I,
1: I've been drinking them pretty frequently because basically anytime I get a paycheck now, I'm pretty responsible with my money. But I always set money aside to just grab a bottle. Yeah. I'm 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 stalking a bar. <laughs> essentially, Th- there's the moment where you realize like, okay, I've got vodka, I've got gin, I've got tequila, I've got triple sec, and I've got I've got blanco rum. Mm-hmm. I have all the things
0: might as well do it
1: there needs to be a name for the sensation of dread (laughs) associated with realizing you have everything for long island iced teas because i i can't know that and not make it but also like fuck yeah (laughs) so yeah i've been drinking them lately because i'm fascinated
0: it's i mean you wonder how someone just came upon that golden ratio of a mixture. Yeah, I made this. I saw how much alcohol I put in it. Uh-huh. It's It, it
1: still goes down so smooth.
0: It really does. And, like, tequila, usually in anything, like, all you taste is tequila. Yeah. At least I do. I, I'm not a big yeah. fan of tequila. But I, if I'm, you mix I, it with I, five I, other things... Like,
1: I like gin, and I think gin is, like, an overpowering flavor. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just all gone, and it's candy, it's weird. And yeah.
0: It's a, it's anyway, a dangerous fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. We watched Chopping Mall. We did.
1: So many people recommended me this movie. And so many of my horror head friends heard I was going to, we were going to eventually watch this for the show. And we're like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Chopping
0: Mall, bro. Eh. <laughs> eh? It's not a bad movie. I, I think it suffers from a tonal problem. Because it's billed as a horror sci-fi comedy. I don't know, like, this is this is really weird for me because I am on the heels of re-watching Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is a horror comedy. A very yeah. good one. And it, it is knows... a very, very good it, one. It knows what it's doing. By the way, go watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. This one, I can't tell what they were trying to make fun of. I don't understand what jokes were meant to be Poking fun. Was
1: it like consumerism? (sighs) No, because
0: I have because I have news. Movie
1: Dawn of the Dead exists.
0: Yes, (laughs) yes. I was thinking a lot about Dawn of the Dead when I was watching this. That Terminator, like RoboCop, kind of. But this is probably before RoboCop. It does have a very RoboCop opening, though. Yeah, I liked the opening. Yeah, but it just it slides very quickly after that into boner comedy jokes and i can't tell if it's making fun of other 80s movies tropes because because i'm not laughing at any of it
1: i think i said at one point i was just like my brain gave up and i was just baffled by what i was watching what is this for who is it for? for yeah what was the goal here i guess let's get into it yeah 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 so the movie opens up and the 80s ideal of what a robber is who we are introduced to. He's got a leather jacket and like kind of scruffy long hair
0: in like a five o'clock shadow. He's doing a very bad job of holding a gun. <laughs> He's in a mall. He busts open a jewelry store stand and is grabbing the jewelry with his revolver in his other hand, but not holding it as if to like shoot someone if he gets found out, but just kind of holding it. Very weird. Don't know why you would do that. He's
1: like he's like reverse gripping a gun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, focusing on entirely the wrong thing. Man. It just bothered me. He breaks into a window of a jewelry store and starts stealing stuff. And he is then encountered by a robot, which looks not as good as Johnny 5. Nope. Slightly better than the NES Rob robot. If you can think of the middle ground between the nes rob robot and and johnny five and there you, you've pretty much got our movie
0: robot and it's not a bad robot there's three of them actually the design is fine it's just they don't do much with it but we'll get into that
1: yeah it's kind of like not as interesting daleks <laughs> yeah The robots are on treads and they have red visors that shoot lasers and lasers for clearing debris I think they explain later. Anyway, sure. So the robber is then encountered by a robot, and he shoots the robot a bunch with a revolver. He empties the revolver into the robot. The robot is not bothered by it, Man. and then he runs away while shooting more from his revolver. And then does he get tased, or do we get the sleep darts? No, he gets here? tased. He just gets tased. Oh, yeah, in the back. He, he just gets tased and passes out. Yeah. Then cut to a film projector, and this was all a presentation.
0: Woo.
1: Unveiling the, the new line of protector robots that are going to be used at this mall.
0: Yeah, we're in the middle of a mall. It's at night. Clearly, it's been closed down for uh, this presentation. And we have a couple who is very, very on-the-nose, stereotypically, upper-class. Let's, let's zero in on the couple who are talking through the whole presentation for a bit. <laughs> Well, the movie did, so why can't we?
1: Yeah, they're giving this whole presentation about how cool their new security robots are, and there's three of them. And then you cut to this couple talking about, like, oh, they look like the Three Stooges or some shit. And they keep cutting away from the presentation that is
0: like the plot that we're supposed to be learning. The presentation is explaining everything about the robots and their capabilities. So yeah, it's just setting up. But we like...
1: keep cu- we keep cutting away
0: from it to do shtick. And it does not land <laughs> this this is like the first bit of comedy that is not landing i feel like it was trying to be they live with social commentary would look at these upper class white yeah. people making ethnic jokes
1: yeah it's just so again blunt, the ro- though the robots all look exactly the same And one of their bits is how one of them looks eth. one of the robots looks ethnic
0: yeah i don't understand how that's a joke this guy is trying to give this presentation and
1: it feels like it just keeps pausing to go to these people and it's like shut shut up
0: yeah yeah so, so presentation happens the robots
1: they can identify workers by badge and they want to tag them and they're meant to be non-lethal they they definitely
0: won't kill everybody <laughs>
1: they have sleep darts and tasers and as i mentioned before eye lasers that are only meant for clearing debris and also the entire mall has like a lockdown that starts at a certain time that encases every entrance in like destruction proof metal.
0: In fucking like Star Wars blast doors.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's all we get of introducing to the robots. By the way, this movie is an hour and fifteen minutes long. <laughs> I guess that's a nice thing we could say about it. Yeah. If they were gonna add anything to this movie, maybe some of the robots doing their actual job. <laughs>
0: That's kind of the weird thing about this film is that they introduce the robots and they pretty much go into kill everybody mode immediately because it just cuts to the next night. But there's no people working around the robots and feeling safe. There's no like a robot doing something like saving a puppy or something or a kid from falling off oh, escalator. All we, get,
1: all we get is an opening credits thing that's entirely, again, the movie trying to do bits that don't land. Mm hmm. A kid with an ice cream comb getting swarmed in an elevator and the ice cream gets all over him. Ha ha ha. Uh, Someone has a giant tray of food and drinks and we cut back to them four times food. and it uh, eventually they spill all the food and drinks. Ha ha ha. But yeah, that's the opening credits. It's more bits that just don't land.
0: You're thinking it's like a critique of commercialism, but it's almost just like, look, at, look, it's a mall. Isn't that funny? Yeah. There's people in them all.
1: Then we cut to the control room where
0: we meet the first variation of the same guy who is throughout (laughs) the entire film. (laughs) This movie has a real problem with generic white guy with glasses with a mullet. A really big casting problem.
1: But this is apparently the guy manning the uh, the computer that, that controls all the robots.
0: Who's smoking and eating a donut and reading porn
1: while he's smoking and eating the donut there's there is a lightning storm it's not raining
0: <laughs> the, the lion mojave brain comes in here so i'm guessing this takes place in the southwest there is heat lightning storms with no rain there but it's weird it is very strange that there's just lightning cracks constantly hitting the top of the mall and no rain it's very it's just it's it's visually weird
1: well lightning eventually
0: hits the robot no-do murder box <laughs> <laughs> the robots sure are off up. by the way it's not even like this again it would be one thing if the robots were a, like just like walking around doing their job and everyone's used to them at this point and then the lightning strikes and then they just start murdering like crazy like that would catch people off guard but they're just sitting up in the, the control room off
1: If you want an immediately more interesting movie, have these robots go nuts while there's a bunch of fucking people in the mall.
0: Yeah. But no, that's
1: not the movie we got.
0: Instead, we have first scientist or technician, whatever, he gets killed by the robots because they're up to no good.
1: And I'm going to say this is in the first six minutes of the movie. The robots get introduced and kill somebody.
0: And we were initially excited about that because to us that communicates, oh, we're not going to waste any time in just getting to the, you know, the slaughter. But then we don't see the robots for a long time. We sure don't because we have
1: to meet our 25-year-old teenagers.
0: Okay, this next scene is just, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. So there's two, there's Susie and Allison? Who are working yes. at they, Italiano's Pizzeria. They
1: work at a they work at a mall food place that apparently
0: sells everything. <laughs> <laughs> Soup, salad, meat, pizza, beer wine. Yes, beer wine. But we get we get some bits between them where they exchange really awkward slang. Like eighties slang, but delivered like someone who doesn't understand children and yeah. the hip slang of the day
1: they deliver 80s narc slang. oh
0: man and, and Allison drops a play and everyone's like oh Allison, you're so clumsy and the incredibly italian stereotype chef behind the counter is just doling out nonsense the weird part about this is is that they got a big order and one of them says who who orders all this food and the other one says who do you think and it goes back to this this dude who's just like Dining on tons and tons of food. And they call him Mojave okay. Brain. I don't know okay. what the fuck that means.
1: I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know why we focused on that guy for so long. Because I assumed something was going to happen with the fat guy.
0: No. No, he just says butter. And then the scene ends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I assume if we zeroed in on the fat guy, we're going to get a fat guy kill later. But no. no that's no. the only time we see the fat guy.
0: This is a small cast movie for ninety-five percent of the film, but we do hear about the uh, the the party that's going to happen. Oh my gosh! Yes, Susie's um, going to throw a party.
1: Our, our, our main girl Allison is invited to the to the party, but mm. she she's a good girl. Yeah, that's that's the extent of her character, <laughs> except apparently that she's a fucking crack shot. But or her we'll dad's get to a that marine, later.
0: <laughs> you know. Yes, because her dad's a marine. And then we go to the the <sighs> furniture store furniture yes
1: furniture (laughs) store where three of the same guy work
0: it it does have the best character yes my favorite (laughs) character
1: really the film's larry this film's larry is mike who we
0: decided was an unfrozen 80s caveman pretty sure he's a neanderthal that has just like the last living one that no one knows about
1: there's three white dudes that all look the same, but Mike has a pronounced jawline,
0: and he's constantly smacking gum, so it's just accentuating his jawline. And one can't of can't them- adequately explain why I love Mike so much, but Mike's the best. So he's just there, and he—he he, like he is the prototypical '80s jock, like you can tell. Yeah. And the the nerdy guy, what's his fucking name? Oh, F- 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 Ferdy? Freddy, Freddy. Comes in and's like, I don't want to, I can't go to the party. I have to close up tonight. And then the third guy, Greg, is like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. He's kind of like the suave brains stereotype. Don't, yeah. you know, don't worry. We're going to find, we're going to, we're going to do it. It's fine. And then he turns to Mike and says, you got the beer? And Mike responds with, dude. Yes. That's,
1: that's where we decided the unfrozen cave. Just this
0: thing. guttural that's... dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah. a, he's such a meathead that yeah, we just we we kind of just decided that he was a unfrozen caveman at that point.
1: Also, he he then goes to tell his girlfriend about the party. Oh, right. Leslie, who's the daughter of of a guy who owns one of the other stores. We didn't get to see more of that dude. <laughs> no. We only briefly get to see interesting characters in the film.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, her father is a uh, very monotone and he's the store owner.
0: It's a I... weird setup because Mike comes in from behind and gropes Leslie, and but she's of course okay with it you know being groped in public and you know they're making out there's a lot of sex in this movie by the way before there's yeah even sex this movie's there's, fucking horny. there's
1: a lot of titty
0: there's just so much and then the the dad comes in and says what are you two doing we're gonna go to a party later okay and then he leaves a birth a
1: birthday party <laughs> they they qualify it with then dad just leaves and you know, um, no
0: conflict there anymore
1: there's another couple who are they oh the mechanics linda. i guess
0: yeah linda and rick who they own their own mechanic shop company thing but apparently know all these teenagers are they even supposed to be teenagers they may just work them i don't alone. know i don't know i think
1: that there's they're supposed to be married i think too they are
0: yeah they're married
1: but we cut to their truck that they use and they're business repairing cars and that truck is broke down that's the joke um ha, 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 ha. they do finally get the uh rick can't get the truck started but uh linda does and then they talk about going to the party
0: which and th- this the, mo- the important thing about this scene is that it has one of the most baffling elements that i still can't understand
1: he's not into going to the party and then she hands him a bra
0: She threatens him with saying, well, if you don't want to go do what I want to do, I guess I won't need my underwear and throws it at him, which is a very bass-ackwards way of saying, I won't give you sex, but also I'm undressing myself because have sex with me. I don't, I don't get it.
1: Sound, the presence of the bra already being off, like, makes it sound like she's threatening him with sex.
0: Yes but that's what he wants she's both threatening and enticing him with sex which doesn't work if you're trying to convince someone to do something i think it was just an excuse to have underwear on screen i can't explain that any other way and i know this might sound like a weird nitpick but this comes back this delivery it keeps happening
1: so now now we've met all of our pro tags
0: yeah there was like 20 possible characters in this film you need to worry about six that's it.
1: Then we go back to the computer room. Okay. We thought maybe they'd come back to this, and then it just didn't. Nope. So let's let's talk about the fact that another dude who looks like the first dude who's already dead, <laughs> but isn't any of the other three dudes that we've been introduced to, yes. shows up to take over at the robot controlling computer and like finishes eating the guy's donut who was previously there, and comments like, Oh, where is Marty? I can't believe I, I cannot believe I remember his name.
0: And yeah. Then he does. Where is Marty? (laughs) Yeah, that body's just gone. Yeah. (laughs) I thought maybe that like his body would be stuffed in some air vent and it had to escape through an air vent and like it would like, you know, pop down and scare them or something. But no, his body's just gone. Never to be seen again. I think I
1: joked like the robots eat him (laughs) before, before we can get attached. To replacement Marty, replacement Marty gets a grappling hook through the throat.
0: Is that what happens to replacement Marty? He does a quadruple take because he's reading a book called "They Came from Outer Space." Oh, right, 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 right. Fine montage, uh, not montage, uh, homage to uh, to other sci-fi film, and just keeps like hearing sounds because the robots are like turning on and turning off again, uh, looking at each other, and then turning off again. This just happens over and over again, and then finally he gets killed. In a less gruesome way than Marty's death, which is weird because you want to ramp up your kills, usually, in movies like this. That was strange. Strange decision. There are
1: several kills in this movie, and almost all of them are disappointing. Yeah. But there are two
0: kills that fucking rule. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of which have we described yet. Yeah, we'll get to those. Talk about the furniture store. (laughs) We proceed to the party now. The furniture
1: store sex party. Is it three sets of couples? Four. Four.
0: No. Are we leaving people out? Susie and Greg, one, four. Yeah, no, we've talked about all of them. Yeah, no, there's four couples. Three of them are sexually Um, active in the same room at the same time. Yes
1: yes that's that's really that's really the thing we have to get to their their party is in a locked up furniture store
0: well and before they get to the sex they're just drinking and dancing horribly to yes, 80s pop yes. Music. <laughs> it's some of the best
1: 80s dance dance dancing you'll ever see oh boy so they're they're just kind of dancing around oh this is when greg and susie that how they hook up is they say hi back and forth to each other several times.
0: Breathily. Increasingly yeah. breathily every time, which is... And then they just weird. start making out. There's a lot of just like spontaneous make out sessions in this movie.
1: Yes. So then all these people start having sex within spitting distance of each other.
0: <laughs> and again, this movie makes me feel like a crazy person because I've seen many a movie, many a horror movie, where there's just an orgy happening, but I never questioned it because it was set up and also in
1: horror movies when it's typically like oh one couple goes off to have sex and then they get killed no everyone just like splits up into sections of the furniture store and starts boning down
0: I don't know why this bothers me in this movie and not in others it's just weird it's shot weird Yeah,
1: like one couple starts having sex and it pans over to the next couple and they're so clearly just like right next to each other
0: and one of them comes in and says, "Officer, uh, 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 hi, officer." Like they're doing role play, but one of them's not dressed up like an officer, so it's incongruous. And yes, this
1: is the part I wanted to get to, where Greg tells Susie she smells like pepperoni, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you, <laughs> and, then you <laughs> and then you got to the joke right before they did.
0: I like pepperoni, and then he said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I'm like, again, that wasn't funny because of the joke. It's funny because I guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird fucking line. And then she does like a strip tease towards the camera and gets yeah. Titty out and then turns to him. So it's just more fan service. And again, I don't know if this is haha 80s tropes or I don't understand this movie's intention at all. So
1: we also like find out Mike is a giving lover and Leslie's not into it. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> As Mike... From what we can see going on under the covers starts, starts going downtown on Leslie. Uh-huh. She was like, you can't do that. And he was like, yo, you let me do it last week. And like, hey, Mike's Mike's putting in some effort here.
0: <laughs> and maybe she doesn't like that, which is fine. But this is like a weird boner comedy. And yeah. sex has just been thrust onto the screen constantly. And then we have this random bit of like, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, Really? This movie likes everything this this is our one prudish moment really okay it's just yeah. strange in context oh
1: also allison and Furdy F- 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 furdy get introduced to each other being being kind of the wet blankets of the group and while everyone's having sex they are again right next to all of them <laughs> but sitting on a couch with their back turned to everyone being a sci- old sci-fi horror movie about a giant lobster <laughs>
0: And it is actually called Attack of the Crab Monsters. Kinda wish we watched that instead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, in the comments, let us know if you're, you'd be interested in us watching (laughs) Attack of the Crab Monsters, but yeah, no, they're just sitting there like watching this 50s Crab Monster Crab movie.
0: And someone's like orgasming in the background and they just kind of like laugh it off. Ha ha. Wow. Those guys really like sex
1: our friends sure are fucking right now
0: (laughs) again very weird you know know what i realized not once this is the first episode where we during the recording didn't have an moment that i can remember because that would have been a perfect moment for them to be like it earned a few it oh definitely it earned them like that would have been you think they would say like okay let's get out of here this isn't our scene we're gonna go like be you know not horny teenagers somewhere else but nope it's going to watch the crab no. movie until it ends. So pres- she, she, presumably. She gets afraid because a crab makes an explosion. Well, that was great. Yeah. The crab is like beating some dude to death and then an explosion happens and she goes, ah. Um, ah, I'm scared. The movie asking us to believe that everyone was boning for about an hour and a half through the whole crab movie and they just sat and watched a movie during it. <laughs> Maybe it was already um, on. I don't know.
1: They are clearly our very, our very, very cute protag couple yeah Uh, yeah Eh.
0: i mean the problem is no one in this film has any real characterization out of just insert stereotype so we don't come to really be endeared to any of them except for unfrozen caveman but that was our headcanon yes and i guess we got to get to that now he just dies (laughs)
1: <laughs> he sure does while uh, they're watching the movie they talk about leslie and mike as a couple and how all they do is argue and have sex and then they she starts arguing with them about how she wants cigarettes and wants a specific brand of cigarettes and says there's a machine and then shows titty <laughs> again, says hurry back
0: again i he wants to have more sex and she says no i need to have my virgin lights which is totally not virginia slim's despite the fact right. that this movie because it takes place in a mall is covered in product placement just yeah. absolutely covered and i think we talked about it like maybe they didn't want to say that she's endorsing virginia Slims or something without being you know approved but like who gives a shit in this movie who gives a shit
1: yeah who actually gives a shit mm. so mike goes to get cigarettes <laughs> and is entertaining to the last moment of his life (laughs) (laughs) because he goes to the cigarette machine and I think maybe he hears the robots is what's supposed to be happening. Yeah. But we can't No, (laughs) what that apparently that was lost in the mix. So it looks like he gets to the cigarette machine and keeps forgetting what he's doing.
0: He, like, looks back three times and just keeps looking at the cigarette machine and I think legitimately forgot what he was supposed to do. And then the payphone rings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The payphone right behind the cigarette machine rings and he answers it and says, like, nope, no messages for you here, man, and then hangs up. And then turns back to the cigarette machine and looks at his reflection in the glass. <laughs> Again, apparently just forgetting what he was doing. Then, then finally, one of the robots shows up and sa- and he shows his ID. Like, hey, here's my ID. And then the robot shoots him with sleep darts and apparently slits his throat, which we don't see. Nope. So, so now Leslie puts her Playboy Bunny panties on.
0: It was very important for the camera to and we get various close-ups of her ass she goes and finds his body by the cigarette goes and
1: finds his body and like tells him to quit fooling around and being asleep and then finds his throat is slit in what is probably the worst effect in the movie it is it is a bad slit throat effect but then she starts running away and a robot chases her and shoots her butt with lasers
0: Which was not funny when we saw which, it. Which like, is funny which, when we're which, recounting it. Doesn't
1: that sound fun? Doesn't this movie sound kind of like it would be fun to watch? That wasn't weird very thing. much.
0: On paper, this is hilarious. We're gonna get to it, but like the first action sequence where everyone's running and there's the, the robots are just firing off lasers and stuff is exploding and glass is shattering and you know furniture is being tossed over. I was really bored. Like, yeah, I felt nothing.
1: So we get our first actual good kill. Yeah. Because while Leslie is running away from the robots, everyone starts watching through the window of the furniture store right as a laser pops her right in the head and her head just fucking explodes. <laughs> and Which was good. It was good, but it was even better. Okay. <laughs> We're skipping ahead, but fuck it. The end credits. It shows all the characters again. The one scene it shows of her is her head fucking exploding, and then after her head has exploded, it puts her name under that. Legitimately, like, probably the funniest part of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. In, in the in the credits, like the movie is done. So one pairing couple murderer. is dead.
1: Yes, two of our eight are done. Now they just start running. We they just start running with robots chasing them. They come up with a plan to split up, and if the girls go into the air ducts and try and find a way out. Oh, this is this is when the the shutter doors finally all close, and they realize they're trapped
0: in there. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So girls are going into the air ducts to try and escape, and the guys are going to the sporting goods store to to get weapons. To ramble. And we heard up. they're going. Yeah, all I could think of when they said they're going to a sporting goods store is they're gonna get like baseball bats yeah. and hockey sticks and whatever. Well the girls in the air ducts start to notice how hot it's getting, and apparently the robots can turn up the
0: heat. I feel like there's a scene missing here where the robots like I feel like what should have been explained is that the lightning strikes made the central computer go haywire, and it is sending out messages and commands to the robots. And it also probably has control over the HVAC and the security doors and everything in the mall. But this is not explained. The robots kind of just go crazy. So we have a line saying the robots are turning up the heat in the air, in the ventilation ducts. And it's it's burning their skin because it's all metal. But we don't see that happen. We're just told. It's weird. Yeah.
1: So while they're crawling around in the air ducts and one of them is freaking out and saying they have to get back to Greg
0: Susie, yeah, Susie needs to get yeah. back to Greg She, she's getting like claustrophobic and paranoid so she just kicks well, she doesn't do that yet we have to cut back and forth about five more times
1: yeah so then it cuts to the guys, and one of them has a crowbar to break into the sporting goods store, which apparently is the NRA sporting goods store.
0: If the sport because, is shooting, if the sport if is the, the sport, Second Amendment, then yes, this is a sporting yeah. goods store. They have like fucking M16s. An M. There's an M16 in there. It looks like tons and of shotguns. Like a fucking
1: sh- fucking shotguns and pistols and propane.
0: Uh, tapes? Wow propane tanks because we need an explosive Um, so propane tank it's more like it's just an outdoorsman store like camping hunting i guess i don't know why they call it sporting goods
1: it's real weird but they are now armed to the fucking teeth Mm -hmm. and we get a shot of them coming out of the store where it tries to make them look badass
0: i think (laughs) again but
1: they just look like a bunch of fucking
0: dorks with guns which is that intentional comedy because this is technically a comedy i didn't laugh yeah. at it i was just confused
1: and if you're not if you're not a good enough writer to be cute with with your comedy just don't do it yeah make it obviously funny make the jokes obvious
0: <laughs> before they do this greg says let's go give them a Rambogram," which which does say that <laughs> which again in the right context would be funny but it isn't this movie is frustrating to watch because the elements are there. The execution this, just doesn't there's, land.
1: There's a moment There's a moment where we we're watching this movie where I was like, is the problem us? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I think it works where we're, were we just not in the right mood for this. And I'm like, no, I, I had a really stressful week. I really needed a schlocky, funny movie right now, but I'm not laughing. I don't think the problem's us. No. Again, this was really highly recommended. And I just, I don't get it. Okay, so
1: they have propane tanks, a robot shows up, they unload round after round into this fucking robot and it doesn't do anything. Okay, air ducts. Girls finally get out of the fucking air ducts. Yeah. Um,
0: Susie like kicks and
1: go into a, and, and are in like a, I think an auto parts store sure or whatever. something to that effect they whatever. find a bunch of cans of gasoline They make not molotov cocktails because they're not in glass yep. it's just it's just tins of gasoline that they put rags into
0: little half tins like not even like a full can of gasoline yeah. just little half tins like six of them
1: but mo- most importantly alice grabs a road flare and jams it between her tits
0: because <laughs> uh, chekhov's road flare <laughs>
1: Yes, and surely we will never see it again. And we were showing specifically that for no reason. Mm-hmm. So back to dudes being dudes shooting at a robot, nothing happening to the robot. They finally toss a propane tank at the robot.
0: It explodes, and this this is a, a motif, it explodes into like a low-grade firework,
1: And it knocks over the robot.
0: They walk behind it and there's a goop <laughs> sound and they say, what is that? And I think Greg responds with it's robot blood. And then they They don't leave. show what they're fucking looking at. <laughs> what was Whatever point? whatever it is that's leaking
1: out of the robot, we don't see. And I know it's probably like oil or hydraulic fluid or fucking whatever. But
0: like, what is the point? It, again, there must be some missing scene of like some deeper mystery. I swear there's like some half of this movie that's missing where like some sinister umbrella corporation bioengineered these robots to be perfect killing machines and they just cut all those scenes out and some shit had to be left in. Why would you say that? They could have just knocked the robot over and left. It, yeah. Okay.
1: The more we discuss it, the less I enjoy this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. We
1: came out of it with an Eh. Like, the more I think about it, anyway, blow up the robot.
0: Robot number two is chasing the girls.
1: Also, the robot is not blown up. It just, like, does a 10-minute robot push-up and gets back up off the floor. (laughs) Yes, and the the girls have now armed themselves with with Molotov. Not Molotov cocktails, just gasoline with with cloth in it. So then they start to get chased by a robot. All the dudes are just trying to set a trap is yeah. that what happens here greg says something about like someone owes someone beer and it's like didn't right.
0: caveman buy beer <laughs> yeah caveman who's dead he, he turns greg turns to rick and says hey how much do I you, you for the or vice versa how much do you owe you for the beer oh don't worry about it you owe me a six-pack when we get out of here i'm like caveman bought the beer he's dead what are you talking oh. about no one owes anyone anything anymore <laughs> no and so, yeah they're working they're trying to trap the uh, the elevator and Ferdy is like hot wiring it or something. I don't know. They're working on it. And then yeah. they, they hear the girls scream. They run over to the girls. The girls are being chased by a robot and they throw one of their not molotov cocktails at it and it ignites. But yeah, you can kind of just walk over fire <laughs> when you're made of metal. <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. So nothing happens.
1: Tank tread, roll over fire. Yeah.
0: And then as the boys show up, they're running and what's her name? Fucking Susie. No, Susie's dead. No, it is Susie. Yeah, Susie gets shot and falls over. And how does she light on fire? Oh, yeah, the robot shoots one, the tank she's holding, and she lights on fire and ah. dies in front of them. Yep. With mediocre pyrotechnics. And they all run, shoot it some more. It does nothing. They run, they hold up in a pottery barn or something oh my god Uh, no
1: this is when they get the robot into the elevator we we forgot to talk about the janitor oh yes i have important things to say about the janitor
0: (laughs) i'm reading sate's notes and i'm like scrolling back and going oh fuck we forgot to talk about the janitor
1: so earlier there's a janitor that gets killed and if if you want to know what the ugliest shot of this movie is yeah it's when it cuts to the janitor it cuts to him like draining a mop full of just like pasty gray fluid
0: it's the remnants and of the melted it, man it's it's gross <laughs> yeah it, it looks like age-old chocolate ice cream or something
1: and i well, the actor who plays the janitor is a guy named dick miller who has been in a ton of fucking movies and the the crazy thing about it is in many of those movies he's playing the same character and this is one of them <laughs> <laughs> because he's well known for many many times playing a character named walter paisley wow and this this was a walter paisley huh. but this guy's been in a lot of good stuff he's in fucking gremlins
0: oh wow okay yeah,
1: you just scroll through this dude's imdb page and you'll you'll find something you've seen and probably some shit you like because i i recognized him but couldn't figure out from where because yeah you know, he's sure. just one of those dudes that's been in a ton of shit Yeah, he's also playing a a recurring character.
0: (laughs) So it's near the end of the night and two of his buddies walking with beers in hand are laughing at him because he's still working. They're going, oh, you're not going to make it out of here in time. Ha ha ha. And he says, oh, fuck you. I'm gonna. And then the first robot shows up and says, give me your identification. And he's just talking smack with it. And the robot shoots one of its taser prongs at it and it lands and has some delayed electrocution effect, and then he dies. That, that's the extent yeah. of that scene. Poor
1: Dick Miller. Anyway, cutting back to the future, they, they trick a robot into getting onto the elevator that they, they rigged up with propane tanks and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it ends in the fireworks, but the, the shot of the elevator blowing up and then just, like, crashing down to the bottom floor, was it was okay.
0: Yes, again, like, yeah, it was just fireworks. There's no actual pyrotechnics here
1: yeah they they've gotten one of the robots at this point point. one of the three robots is dead they've then
0: to a perfume store
1: i think they go to the the, the pizza place at this point don't they?
0: Do they if they do they're not there long
1: no because this is where linda is talking about
0: like how much damages they've done to the mall oh right <laughs> and they're calculating how much they're gonna owe the mall because there's killer robots that are property of the mall trying to kill them which doesn't make any sense.
1: It's something like $3 million she
0: <laughs> yeah, calculates. in 1980s like, money,
1: which is a lot. Greg is then is upset about Susie being dead because he liked her, because she smelled like pepperoni. And, okay, he talks about how, like, nothing matters and starts loading the shotgun. Yeah. Am I, am I alone in thinking... Was I alone in thinking that that dude was about to kill himself?
0: Yes, no, because then once his face comes up, it's like, "Hey, man, you're not thinking straight. Like, don't do this." Because he says, they're out there, but they're not going to get me, and then loads a fucking slug. And that was, yeah. It was like he was going to blow his brains out there. And they go, no, don't worry about it. And then Ferdy says, wait, if we go shut down the computer that controls them, they'll shut down. And then that scene's and over. Yeah,
1: yeah. So then they leave the pizza place, and Greg, who has apparently lost all will to live...
0: Gets tossed off the side of
1: the... Yeah, gets goes upstairs, but then just gets tossed off by the robot.
0: It's not and even worth I, explaining how that happens. Yep.
1: It's worth getting into this next part, though, because when I realized it, it upset me so much. How the fuck are these things going upstairs?
0: <laughs> it keeps filming them ascending escalators, but it never when this is happening it never films them below like what would be the robot's waist so that leads me to believe that they just like took the upper half off and just like put it on stilts or a box and just filmed that because yeah those things are very wide and on tank treads and would not be able to go up an escalator and since presumably all the elevators are like blown up or not functioning they're not getting upstairs that way it bothered me so much yeah then this is the perfume store mm-hmm. they rush over to unlock who is it I keep forgetting their fucking names whatever rick shoots like the lock off of a, a rolling steel door and ferdy's trying to open it and says i can't open it it's stuck well let's get it unstuck and then they open it because dialogue
1: and then they get in and it's like they'll be open they'll be able to open the door won't they he says like maybe not or something like that and just like jams a flimsy metal rod into the chain of the door
0: yeah and so the robots just go all right well we'll laser through this and it's gonna take time
1: the robots start slowly lasering through the door and everyone takes a nap But then they finally get in the door and Linda just gets shot by lasers. It's not very interesting. No. I'll tell you what is fucking interesting, (laughs) though. And I'll tell you what is my fucking giant spider. My fucking spider room moment of this film is Rick, a tiny like little mall cart.
0: Like those little janitorial mall carts you see. That's motorized and
1: looks like it travels at like maybe, you know, six miles miles an hour. hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he very, very dramatically gets on this tiny cart and, like, <laughs> screams about, like, the death of his love and rams the cart into the into the robot very, very, very slowly. <laughs> and then it just shows him get electrocuted and die. But also, apparently, that killed the robot.
0: It was very, like... A gallant knight mounting his steed and charging into battle in the span of, like, five seconds this happens. It's, like, I think the one moment we really laughed at. Yeah. No, oh. it was...
1: Applause for this scene yes. and only this scene. Yes. Yes. It is by far our Spider-Room moment of the film.
0: Oh, boy. And, yeah.
1: Now I have to do the rest.
0: So they still have to go find now the there's computer. Now there's only
1: one robot left. So they start heading to the computer room
0: the, allison and ferdy split up for reasons <laughs> and just kind of say like hey if you, if you see anything start yelling so i can come to you which would also alert the other you know the robot but whatever and so there they had this very slow scene of just both of them going through separate areas very slowly allison's got a pipe what that's gonna do we don't know because these scenes can withstand allison's a, propane got a pipe blast. After-
1: after we established earlier that apparently she's a great shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, she like dead shots a the elevator trap. And everyone like yeah. multiple times goes, hey, you're a really good shot. She says, oh, my dad's a Marine. So cool.
1: And now later that we've established she's a great shot. She doesn't get the gun when they split up. Yeah, she
0: just has a pipe. Makes and no sense. And we're
1: stuck wondering like, what the fuck is she, does she expect to do with the pipe if a robot shows up?
0: And sure enough, we've a robot seen get, like, does show up and she does nothing with it
1: she screams ferdy then runs back down the same hallway we've been watching him go that was slowly creep through
0: that that was the runner up for spider room moment for me was him (laughs) coming into this hallway and the door closes behind him and it just says mall (laughs) (laughs) as if you didn't understand that this door would lead to the mall that you're in and he spends a long time going through this hallway and then the second Allison screams, he just runs back through it in like two seconds flat. Yep. <laughs> Making great use of that set.
1: Ferdy goes to save Allison, shoots at the robot. It does nothing, as we know. Yeah. But he also shoots out the robot's eye lasers.
0: Yeah, like the robot says malfunction or something to that effect
1: yeah so freddy throws the freddy throws the gun at the robot it does nothing then he throws a fire extinguisher at the robot and hey actually another runner-up spider moment because he throws the fire extinguisher at the robot the robot just like looks at it picks it up and hurls it right
0: back at him hits him in like the chest he falls cracks his head on the tile floor starts we bleeding see ketchup leak out of its head <laughs> yeah and Allison's very takes takes a second to be sad about it and then just runs exit stage left and,
1: and Allison is our is our final girl
0: goes to little Roger's pet store or Roger's little pet store whatever the fuck little shop of pets I don't know whatever actually so... okay you know what so because this movie was a little boring I spent a long time just reading the signage <laughs> in the background of the film <laughs> And there's, there's not shit like. a good like... sign for your movie. House of Almonds. Baby Guess. <laughs> Groove Kush. <laughs> or Crush Groove. Oh, hold on. Googling.
1: Uh, that's interesting to everyone here. I think that was a movie theater because there is oh. the
0: movie Crush Groove. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
1: I don't know if those timelines match up, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Anywho, into the pet store
0: where she hides under like some dog
1: under under a bench behind some dog food
0: yeah and the robot comes in after her oh wait oh okay there's been a fetish amount of glass breaking in this film with people just throwing stuff through glass doors and windows keep that in mind you know for later so she breaks in she hides the robot comes through and in the process of doing so of looking for her knocks open like snake and spider cages and all sorts of stuff and so there's tarantula and just like garter snakes crawling all over allison this is legitimately the only scary part of this film because like you know anyone who has arachnophobia probably wouldn't like that and uh because apparently the robots can look they can't look up or down but only in like a 120 degree periphery Around them just leaves. And then she gets up and the spiders have turned to rubber. <laughs> it's all fine. And leaves. Then she gets found again immediately after her hiding spot. And goes to like go over the side of the railing. And it's just hanging. And again, the robot, maybe because it was shot in the optics or whatever, cannot look up or down. Can't find her. So she's just trying to avoid it. And eventually she loses her grip. She falls through a tent awning, lands on some luggage, appears to be paralyzed because she's dragging herself to a storefront, but then just gets up. And here, where she decides to just put her elbows out in front of her and just runs through the glass, because fuck it, we don't need to bust glass open anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then finds, she's in a paint store. She gets a screwdriver and just starts dumping paint on the ground and then also the occasional bottle of like acetone or paint thinner or something.
1: That began to describe how fucking confused I was about what the hell she was doing.
0: Yes, did not register what she was trying to do. Robot shows up, she baits it to come in, it can't get a grip on the paint mixture that she's Jackson Pollocked onto the ground, then takes out Chekhov's Road flare and fires it at the robot, and then the whole paint shop explodes. in the pyrotechnics we should have seen twice already, but doesn't make any sense because paint doesn't just explode. Paint.
1: It's some acetone which would burn, but yeah, this place blew up like she loaded it with fucking C (laughs) four.
0: Yeah, and that acetone would have been like diluted in the paint at that point, so it wouldn't have been like huge. And oh. the robot blows up and it's dead and she wanders off. It's it's morning now, and oh hey, look, Ferdy's okay. He managed to patch up his busted up head with a roll of toilet paper.
1: We did not establish one recurring thing. Oh. Which is that anytime the robots kill someone, <laughs> they say thank you, have a nice day. <laughs> which
0: was so underwhelming that I forgot about it.
1: As when she, when, when our final girl paint explodes, the final robot, she she says, thank you, have a
0: nice day. Which, again, kind of feels like you're terminated fucker. But no, you did not earn that.
1: So Furdy's alive, and the robots are dead, and good wins, uh... and they probably owe, like, $10 million to this mall if the movie's logic tracks. <laughs> and that's the movie, except we, we do get a credit, again, we do get a credit scene where, like, it shows, like, Shots of the characters from the movie and then it's like there's their name. But again, <laughs> only in one instance. <laughs> it shows that one girl and her head just fucking explodes.
0: It's That's the funniest
1: part of the film.
0: <laughs> that, that that was their budget. That that was the last of their budget. They're gonna they're gonna really focus in on that, man.
1: And then after the credits, we get a robot saying, Thank you, have a nice day again Uh uh-huh
0: that's the movie that's it again it's not a bad movie i just don't understand
1: so many people recommended us this film and i'm not going to recommend it to our listeners no
0: i I don't know who this would be for i can't really tell anyone yeah man you gotta go watch chopping mall
1: yeah no it's not got good enough kills to appeal to the horror fan there's no like calling any of this science fiction is a fucking joke oh no yeah and
0: it's not funny (laughs) It's not funny. The kills are not of a high enough caliber. There's not enough body horror in this to be like, hey, but you know what? Like, Kind of like Killer Workout, that film has a lot of like good kills in it. It's not like the best film out there, but the kills are worth it. Not the case with this, except yeah. for one of maybe two of the kills. And I think one of them was very unintentional on how funny it was. There's, the, I'm not sticking around for that. No, I'm in a weird mood right now because I keep assuming that I should have been very entertained and I just was more just baffled.
1: yeah, it's not worth the under an hour and a half it would take to watch it. I don't think nah, nah, that being said, you gotta make a cocktail for this movie,
0: oh boy,
1: and oh, I know man. a lot of shitty eighties cocktails. I'm gonna give you our jumping off point right now because I think I already named the cocktail. We just gotta figure out how how to make it unique. We oh, need to make ahead. our own version of Sex on the Beach. <laughs>
0: Just call it sex in a furniture store? And call it sex in the furniture store. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Sex
1: on the beach. It's typically vodka, peach schnapps, orange juice, and cranberry juice. You can get a little funky with the ingredients through there. Some people make it with pineapple juice. Some people use grapefruit juice instead of orange juice.
0: And it's commonly done as a slushie. Yeah. I think we got to stick with the vodka. Yeah, and the schnapps. Uh, well, well, vodka. <laughs> yeah, nothing decent. One of those, one of those six-dollar charcoal bottles of vodka, <laughs> ugh, ugh, which is essentially paint thinner. Yeah, nail yeah, polish no, remover. It straight up tastes like nail polish remover. Okay, so cheap as vodka. Go skimp on the peach schnapps too. Like, do not spend money on this. Like shitty grapefruit and cranberry juice from concentrate. Yeah. And then we, we have to have something think, else in here. Yeah, I think we need more of a spin than just making a shitty sex on the beach. Well, that's our base. So it's a shitty sex yeah. on the beach. And you know what? Throw some cheap gin in it because yeah. cheap gin tastes like the starch you use in upholstery and shirts smells. So throw some cheap gin in there. Garnish with pepperoni. <laughs> garnish with pepperoni serve it to someone and watch them drink it and go what what serve did you just someone. give me
1: serve it to someone tell them they're really really going to like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one's really really good <laughs>
1: this is a really really good cocktail you're really going to enjoy it oh you country. haven't had my,
0: my my dog shit sex on the beach <laughs> i call it the section and, the and then and start. then they'll taste it and be like what are you talking about this isn't that great <laughs> i don't get it i mean it's getting me drunk well, but i don't like it so i just learned something about this fucking movie its singular named producer is julie corman roger corman's wife oh my
1: god <laughs> wow all right (laughs) dick miller makes a lot of sense now because he was in a bunch of roger corman movies
0: yeah Um, okay but again you've got names like corman in here how does this live up to anything it doesn't live up to its hype it doesn't live up to its pedigree i don't get it why do people like this so much and people can like what they like i'm just i'm just confused because like incredible melting man was more fun than this
1: Mitchell says they wrote up the story in 24 hours
0: oh boy okay early corman had a deal
1: with vestron to make a horror
0: film that took place in a mall the script took around four to five weeks to write i don't believe that i don't buy that no there's no way this took maybe a day maybe two for edits i'm not happy that i didn't enjoy this yeah it just feels like a lot of missed opportunities it sure does this
1: this Just us describing it sounds like it should have been way more fun than what we ended up watching.
0: Yeah. If you gave us money and said, Abysme and Alan, like, remake this, I kind of would just say, I don't want to. This isn't that great of an idea.
1: My first note if I remade this was, like, no robots, just make it a
0: slasher movie. In a mall, yeah. Friday the 13th, but in a mall, essentially. Just do that. Even even the fucking poster art for this doesn't make any sense because it's like a weird android zombie hand carrying a bag with a head in it that don't happen in the movie nothing close to that happens in the movie yeah what the fuck well (laughs) bye (laughs) bye hey Thanks
1: for joining us for uh, the Jameson Tapes. If you have any movie suggestions for us, uh, leave us a comment. And while I'm thinking about it, hey, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, It helps get the show out to people and stuff like that. And that's that is good for us. And it's good for you because if you're enjoying the show, maybe you'll have other people to talk to about the show god
0: i'm, I'm done <laughs> go, go in the comments and tell us why we're wrong about shopping mall
1: and uh, also go in the comments and ask us ask stuff or ask whatever questions
0: yeah we'll answer them but yeah yeah no i'm fucking right. yeah. bye 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 <laughs> the jameson tapes is hosted and created by alan cheney and abysme if you have a movie suggestion for the podcast please leave a comment Message us on the Creative Horror Discord or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag JamesonTapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com.